Sermons and Conversations podcast. This is the conversation half. We'll be talking about what to do after the call. I'm Kevin. And I'm Laura. And today is Palm Sunday. So we had a very special service today. It's always special to me. We start outside and we're waving palms and process into the sanctuary. And then we heard a sermon today about the gospel reading where Jesus arrives in Jerusalem and the crowds are waving palms as he enters. Um, we looked at the one from Luke today. And before we get into the sermon, actually, today's children's sermon was, was really interesting, we thought. So we just want to talk about that. Well, Pastor Danielle put, um, had like some puzzle pieces in a box, which was supposed to be 50 puzzle pieces, but there were only six. So then um, she connected that idea to, for the kids to the idea that if you only go to Palm Sunday and then show up at Easter Sunday, you miss this whole big story that's in between. And I was like, oh, yes, um, I'm going to be missing some of those parts since I'm not going to be here the whole the whole week. But um I definitely need to like go back and you know listen to Jesus Christ Superstar so I can fill in some of my blanks. Yeah, fill in, pull in your own puzzle pieces. I think it's interesting. I love children's sermons sometimes because they, while sometimes as adults we think we're above it and can handle all this complexity and we can, just simplicity is so refreshing sometimes. I, th- I think it's really important to be present for every part of Holy Week and yet in the the context of busy lives, it feels very difficult. And so, I, yeah, I don't know how, how do we navigate that in, in 2019? So for you, it's, it's watching Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Actually, I'll just listen to it while I'm unpacking from my recent. Yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. And that I could, unpacking. Like, <laughs> there life, you go. Life is happening around us as Holy Week unfolds, right? My, um, my really good friend and roommate for a long time is moving out at the end of the month. Oh. And yeah, yeah, I'm bummed about it. And, um, you know, he's, he's Indian from, from India. His faith would, would be Hindu, but he's not a super religious person. So like he had taken this week off and scheduled and wanted to spend some time with his friends before he left. So I'm actually going to be missing Monday Thursday here at Advent because uh, to go on this yoga retreat. Oh, wow. That he organized. And yeah, so, and you know. Where's he moving? I felt to Portland. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Far, far. So, and I, you know, I felt like that tension between like, I love the Monday Thursday service and I believe in the, the puzzle piece analogy of being there for every part of the, the story helps to understand the resolution. You'll be happy to know that I will represent for you because I will be here on Thursday. There we go. We, we can, I'll, I'll ask how, how it went later. But yeah, but then on the other hand, it's like my friend who this week doesn't carry that same meeting and it's an important person in my life. It's an opportunity to, to be with him. But so I'm thinking about like, okay, on Monday, Thursday, I'll be on this retreat. Like how is there a way that I can observe or, or practice or, or get that part of the story? could be as simple as, you know, bringing my Bible along and just reading that, that part of the story and reflecting on it myself. So I, th- I think there's ways. Yeah, I, you could have someone read it to you as a bedtime story, like Pastor Danielle recommended for the kids. There we go. I'll, I'll ask the Darth to do that for <laughs> Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> before we go to bed. So then getting into the, you know, after the children's sermon, the Pastor Danielle began began the main sermon and the first 
the first observation that she made about Palm Sunday is that Palm Sunday is about showing up. And what, what was the first thing you thought that she was oh, going to talk about? I then? was feeling, I was like, oh, it's all those people who feel guilty who only show up for like Palm Sunday and like Easter Sunday or something like that. Is that what that's about? I don't want to, is it really good for people to be feeling guilty about showing up? They showed up now and I don't know. That was, I was sort of yeah. thinking that first. And I thought the same thing. I thought yeah. it was going to be about us showing up, but it was the complete opposite. It was about Jesus showing up and showing up in this this gospel text and in his ministry and in our lives which but not only that showing up in jerusalem at that moment right because that that when he knew that it was going to be dangerous for him and then she you know contrasted it with like this idea of like oh everybody else would be running in the opposite direction so i was having this like image of like jesus hiking up his robes and like running in the other direction but yeah no (laughs) i want to get out of here things are getting too crazy exactly yeah. Yeah. Which I think there's, uh, that, that I can imagine feeling that way. And it's, it, I think it's, it's that reminder that like, while we, I think we tend to make a lot of what Jesus does and says very flowery to remember that at the time that it was a lot of those things were provocative and that adv- advocating for people who have been oppressed and who are poor and, and have pushed the margins of society and challenging the status quo of how religious leaders are leading, like that's risky business. And in anyone's advocating for something like, what do you do when it starts to become, I don't know, when the stakes become real? Yeah. And then, you know, in the abstract, when you're sort of comparing it to Jesus, you sort of think, oh my God, that's so impossible. How could like, you know, if things get rough, how could you be one of those people who would actually stay in there. But I think in, like, in reality, like, you can see people are really compelled and moved to, to stand up for justice. Like, you know, last week we had, um, the sermon that was like, or not the sermon, but the service that, uh, we read some things from Bonhoeffer. And then, like, I had never read, like, his biography, and I didn't realize that he kept actually leaving Germany, but then he kept coming back to Germany. So it's sort of like, well, okay, well, obviously he felt called and couldn't, like, say no to this call. And so that there's whatever that challenges, if we face it, like, we will have, you know, we will we will have that strength to come back. Right. Hmm. Or, or even just yeah. like Jonah and the whale, you, you know, he'll, he'll eventually like come back and do what he needs to do. Right. But yeah. it, it might take a little while. Yeah. Sometimes it, you, there's some pushback against that, that call. And it, it, I really think it's a, interesting and amazing what you said that the observation that people feel called, that, like feel a pull yeah. to come back that he, oh, by the way, if you, if you don't know Dietrich Bonhoeffer is a, a pastor, theologian, in Germany during the Nazi regime who spoke out against a lot of the actions of that regime as, as in a theological way. Yeah. He even formed his own separate Lutheran church to, um, protest against like the fact that the church was supporting the Nazi regime. So then he, you know, he kept leaving, but he kept coming back. And then eventually like the Nazis not only just banned him from like, like, working and speaking and having any yeah. sort of platform they're like okay finally we're, we we can't stand him anymore we're locking him up so they threw him in 
various concentration camps, which he wound up perishing, and they they executed him. They didn't let him. Yeah. It wasn't just like, okay, we're going to put you in this camp and work you to death. It's no, we're we're going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Just put put an end to it. And so for him, similar to Jesus, that that being called back, it really did result in the, you know, the worst kind of danger that you could imagine. And I think not, I don't, I hesitate to fast forward a little bit, but talking about the puzzle pieces and the interesting aspect of Holy Week that we already, many, you know, Christians already kind of have the, the rest of the story, you know, in our heads. But I, you know, I know that Monday Thursday will have the Garden of Gethsemane and that moment where even Jesus is praying to God saying, you know, if there's any other way <laughs> for, for this, this to go down where I, I don't have to be tortured and die, you know, that, that moment of Jesus being a human, fully human and, and I think being afraid. Yeah, I think there very much is that tension and yet looking at the actions like Jesus showed up and did that. I'm sure I I would imagine, you know, in the sixth bounding that there are people like Jesus don't go to Jerusalem. Like that's insane. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, were there, I don't remember any particular passages where people were saying, Hey, what, you know, maybe not. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not well versed enough to pull, pull passages on the fly about that. But I could imagine, and I think that's that's the scenario that we're looking at. And then all these people show up, and there there's this great joy at his arrival. So like, there there's that mix of like great risk for him, and then the joy that it creates in the community that he showed up. Yeah, for sure. And that's really interesting. That that duality. Oh, that's so funny because you know what? It just actually made me. Um, think about like, you know, one of the things when we go to El Salvador, like that the, you know, it's not like a traditional mission mission trip where you like go and, you know, build something or whatever, but you, you know, just go and hang out, you know, you're accompanying the people. So, yeah. I mean, I think there's that connection there of, oh, people are happy to see you and people are just happy that you, that you come. And, you know, as part of me is like, Really? But when you connect it with this Palm Sunday mm. thing, I'm like, okay, maybe not in, not, you know, they're not like throwing robes for us or anything like that, but they're happy to see us and like that we're, we're helping, helping witness their experience in life. Hmm. Yeah. Like that uh, there's ministry in, in presence. Yeah. 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 Like it's more valuable than you know. Like it doesn't, it might not feel valuable on your end. But to the other person, it really does. Or even just like, uh, you know, yesterday yeah. w- there was the fu- the memorial service for Carlos's mother. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like just being there for a lot of people is, you know, supportive for the family. And that's what those kinds of services are about as well. Just that the showing up to a company. Yeah. Yeah. So they do, there's these like great examples of just like showing up can have its value. Like you don't even always need to have say or something profound or do anything yeah and you might not even realize like how valuable it is yeah 
I wonder how many times in life I haven't realized. Yeah, actually, you know, it's really funny because when I was walking on my way here to, you know, enjoying the beauty of creation, um, I was listening to Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. And she was talking yeah. about like how important it was her for her to provide mentorship for other people coming behind her because the, of the mentorship that she received. And she was like, you know, dude, like any time that someone was expressing a belief in her and that she could do something even as like a, you know, a poor kid from the South side, you know, like yeah. that she that like that is valuable and you don't you might not even know or you might not even be thinking like whatever you say that's encouraging to the person it might not even be registering somewhere that you couldn't even imagine exactly yeah Yeah. that is pretty amazing that's that like creative power of like something bigger than us i feel like taking what we offer and making something greater out of it yeah 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 and maybe there's like some sort of like speaking through us that we don't even know about yeah yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I see God at work in that, in that kind of dynamic. That's pretty amazing. Before, I'm like, I'm tempted to move on, but I really, before moving on from the showing up piece. Oh. <laughs> I also, I also really, because Pastor Neil talked about Jesus showing up at that moment, before that talked about Jesus showing up to all these different all kinds of different people and different communities and places, Mm -hmm. which I think is really uh, important to note, like who is Jesus showing up for and that people that it includes people who were marginalized by his, his society and people, people who are poor, people who are sick, people, um, Samaritans. Yeah. Some people who are of different cultures um, people who are crippled or look different and people who, um, prostitutes and tax collectors and people oh, who, that's because right. of what they did, mm-hmm. um, were judged and, and left out of society. I just think it's really interesting and important, not interesting, important that all these people are included in that of, of, of the group of who Jesus shows up for in his ministry. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I wonder like on pump Sunday, like who, who was in the crowd, you know, who shows up? Was it like who of, who of Jerusalem was, was coming out for the big moment? Oh, you know, you know who showed up? Well, I, I noticed that there's like a, a son and his mother that I don't think I've ever seen in church before, but they often come to community lunch. Oh, hmm. and they were there today for the service and hmm. they went up for communion and everything being being helped and being served in the, in the community launch space and, and getting a chance to experience community led to led to a new opportunity to show up and be part of the community yeah that's awesome yeah i noticed a couple of people outside because we start worship outside too that were just like we're walking by and ended up being like yeah oh really yeah yeah a i was people definitely really? like off the cuff yeah Oh yeah. See, I was sort of wondering about that because I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't really looking that way. I guess I was looking at, at Pastor Gary. I wasn't really like, I, but I was sort of thinking, what are the people walking by thinking? Yeah, definitely. What, what do you think they're thinking? If I don't know. Well, like, I guess I was sort of thinking in a negative r- route of like, or like, or thinking like, you know, actually, I was sort of wondering, okay, 
so we're doing this out here and the people walking by, do they realize that this is for them too, that they could be here? Or do they look at it and say, oh, that's that ah, closed circle. It was kind of a closed circle. So like, it was that closed circle going to be like a circle I could be in or, mm. and I, and I feel like they think that it's not, Hmm. but I mean like, what could we do? To, what would make it feel more? Yeah, open? I know. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean like, how could you do that? Like, okay, they're on the steps, right? They're, and they're saying the stuff from the steps and everybody else is in a circle around them. Where do you, how do you, how do you arrange that? So it's like more open. I don't know. Hmm. Spread out more, more space in between, or yeah. or like make it so that there's like more people he more people on the like the outside near the the sidewalk, and then some people like near the church, and then just like a blank space in between to walk through. Yeah, so, you're wa- so you you have to walk you have it. to walk through the circle. I don't know, but maybe that's even worse. That makes it more like intimidating. Pass through the aisle of singing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Through> the palms. <laughs> yeah, well, no, there you no. are. See then. Yeah. Yeah, you could be, you know, a passerby could be Jesus being fetid right there. Yeah, yeah, going through the palms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. something nice about that. Yeah. Palm over walks through. I would be like, cool. I don't know. Again, I would I would be freaked out. Yeah, I would be freaked out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I recognize it's part of it. So, in, in addition to Bonhoeffer... But like a, of a person who shows up, like I, my mind immediately goes to, and it, it's an easy person to go to. I need to think of better examples, but um, actually, this is always a good example. But I know there's during the civil rights movement there were some marches that all, all kinds of people and march leaders, but you know, I'm thinking of Martin Luther King Jr. were told like it's it's going to be dangerous to go there, and like like going to Birmingham or going to like different cities where it was like. There are people who advise not showing up, and and yet there are people that were like, no, we're going to show up. Yeah, but there's, I mean, but there were a lot of them, and a lot of people a who lot. didn't make it through, like you know Medgar Evers, and then what were the two guys that got killed in Mississippi? That came down, they were like white guys. They got oh yeah, yeah. they came down to help and yeah. got killed for being yeah, yeah. sympathizers yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even just even just being on the bridge at Selma. Like the police were beating people there. Yeah. You know, no, I don't know when that wound up dying, but it was definitely not. That was rough. That was dangerous to show up. I mean, who who knew whether or not you would be killed there? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't, didn't necessarily know. Yeah. You just knew that there was, I'm sure had a general feeling that there was risk. Yeah. And danger involved. And yet people were called to be there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, which I think leads to a really interesting question that you asked earlier. Oh, what 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 is it that compels people to stand up for justice? Yeah. Yeah. No, what, I mean, yeah. What do you think? I don't know, it's something internal like I you couldn't you can't you can't turn your back. I mean, I, I always think about about Christian and about how, you know, our friend Christian from El Salvador, um who's the pastor of our sister church in Calderitas and the fact that he was a refugee and he was in Sweden and he could have stayed in Europe and been safe, but he chose to go back and try to, you know, help rebuild his country. And there's like a, I feel like for him, it didn't feel like a, a choice. 
Hmm. Like this is something he had to do. Interesting. It's like there's there's no other. There could be no other way. What? But I wonder. I wonder what makes him feel that way. Is there is like Id- identity a part of it? Of like this is my community and my country. It could be. Yeah, I think so. That's a big part. Or like, I mean, how he, and I mean, even now, if you think about the way some things are going here, you know. I always, I do feel like this is, this is our country and why are people doing these things that are going to ruin it? Hmm. I mean, actually, you know what? I do feel that too, because my, my family, um, were diplomats and, you know, so people always like, you know, ask me, oh, well, you had such an interesting like life growing up. Why didn't you become a diplomat too? Why didn't you do something like that? But I always felt really strongly And actually, oh, this was actually because I lived in the Philippines and like I saw, I went to school with kids who were, um, very rich, rich Filipinos. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they didn't really care about what was happening in their country. And they're just interested. Oh, where's the party on Friday night? Right. So, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I took that feeling of like watching them like not really be invested in like all the terrible things, you know, or fixing all the terrible things that were happening in the Philippines at that time. Cause that was right after Marcos fell. Wow. And you know, I, I felt like, okay, you know what? I, I don't want to be the person like not paying attention to mm. that. And I mean, that's really why I became a teacher and like, you know, not in some rich area. Wow. Yeah. Cause you're, you're showing up for that yeah. community. Yeah. For no, it's not that community. It's our community. Yeah. I agree with that. I, my, my, so my sister and I have talked sometimes about the like study abroad programs in colleges and this practice mm-hmm. of, of sending people far away to gain perspective on the world. And like, and she went to Chapman university, which is in orange County and like, right. Oh. And, and in, in a nice area of orange County and right but right next to that, you have all kinds of, of neighborhoods and communities that are not affluent and where people are really struggling and there aren't really great basic resources or aren't, aren't good schools and money isn't being invested. And it's like, and, you know, and meanwhile, you know, Chapman is sending people to Paris to, you know, get perspective on the world. And, and there's so much to be perspective and and we feel in our discussions a more valuable perspective to be gained by building relationships with people living different experiences right in your community and and the accompaniment of walking with people in your community who don't have the same experiences or access to resources that you do and then also helping you know and and yeah, so I appreciate, I appreciate that in New York, you're, we're more exposed to yeah, it's a closer. diversity of people. It's closer. You're closer. It's, it's much more difficult to, to ignore other people. But and it's yet, still, but it's still like, you know, have you been to like the outer reaches of Brownsville or like, you know, the part of the Bronx that, you know, Soundview or someplace that's not very well served by public transportation? You know, have you spent a lot of time there, you know, kind of thing. It's just, yeah. Yeah. There's still (laughs) plenty of places that I'm, I'm ignorant about. And on top of that, I think it's really easy to pass through areas and pass by people. And like, even though you're coexisting alongside one another, you don't Mm -hmm. really know 
what their experience is like and what they're up against. And I feel like that's one good thing about community lunch. Cause like, then you get to see like the people who you see in community lunch. Sometimes you'll see them on the street too. So Mm -hmm. then you'd be like, Oh, hi, you know, like that's, that's somebody I already know. Yeah. There's a relationship built Yeah, and a foundation for it to grow from. That's yeah. Familiar and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that to me, that's one of the values of church in New York City and Advent, is it, it, shakes up that separation. Yeah, that's true. In New York, the the socioeconomic separation, neighborhood separation, whatever, whatever be it that. This is a place where the. There's different. Uh, there's something different drawing people together. Yeah. And then it shakes up the, the the kind of separation that occurs in New York, unfortunate that unfortunately occurs. Well, I mean, it occurs everywhere, but y- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but maybe there's just more extreme versions of it here. Maybe. If these were silent, the stones would shout out, which was the last line of the reading. Well, I guess like what we were thinking is about it, the connection to um, the fact that even even though there is a lot of suffering in the world you can there's still like a joy that exists within it and that there there's a a beauty and a wonder in cre- all of creation that you can still celebrate despite um the bad things that are happening in Jesus arriving at Jerusalem you know he's he's entering this dangerous situation of challenging power which i feel like we've we've covered but at the same time all these people are are singing joy and praise. There's this immense joy in the arrival. And, you know, then the quote comes from, I think someone was asking people to quiet down, right? Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah. The Pharisees are saying, uh, the, all right, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, teacher, order your disciples to stop. That was the... Yeah. Stop the ruckus. Stop the ruckus. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then Jesus says, if they were silent, even the stones would shout out. See, and this is the part where I, I want to like channel Jesus Christ Superstar and remember that line. There's just some <laughs> yeah, line yeah, in yeah. Jesus Christ Superstar with that, but yeah. I can't think of it now. <laughs> we'll punch it in later. <laughs> Edit it in. Yeah. I just think what a, I mean, what a thing to say, first of all. Like if, if, I, were, if I were someone... And at that time, that was afraid of what Jesus was doing and afraid of that source of, of power and the way that it was energizing the poor or the, the people that are excited by Jesus' arrival. And, and he said, if they were silent, even the stones would shout out. <laughs> I would be <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, it's what a powerful, bold statement. As in the sermon, Pastor Danielle talks about how this speaks to not just humanity, but all creation pointing to pointing to and praising God in yeah. the midst of these dangerous situations that power and culture creates in human society. Yeah. That there's this joy and praise in, in God being present among us. 
Yeah, that and makes so sense how I'm saying it. Yeah. yeah, 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 and 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 actually, here we have to get Guava Island in here. We do. I this know. is the moment. This is the moment. All right. Br- the, before we before we started um, the podcast, we were think we were talking about we were both talking about oh, did you see this Guava Island? Oh, you know, I think it really co- you know compares a lot to like the story that we're talking about today. Yeah. And there was like one scene at the end. This is the, this is the by the way, this is the new Donald Glover thing. So, and you probably won't be able to see it because now I think that it's. It was going to be offered on Prime for a very short amount of time, and now I think it's over. Oh, it's I, I looked it into a, it. It, it, was, it was available to anyone non-Prime for a limited time. Oh, okay. But, but now, now it's, it's just Prime. Prime. Okay. Users. For free. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. Whatever. But it, you know what? If you, listeners, if you really want to see this, because we're referencing in the podcast, reach out to <laughs> me, at Kevin at AvantNYC.org. <laughs> I'll find a way to get it to you. Yeah. But anyway, it's a, at any yeah. rate. So at the final scene where there's a funeral, um, but the funeral is happening and they're carrying the body, but everyone is dancing and singing joyfully. So it's kind of like, okay, there is this like, there is this suffering that has happened and there's this death that's happened, but at the same time, the people can still have a joy in yeah. that. And I think what gives them joy is freedom. Yes, exactly. There, there is sacrifice, but which probably spoiler. No, alert. no, no. That's <laughs> yeah. Meeting. Spoiler. No, that's what I was trying to like, not yeah, like say yeah, who right, was died. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the, the concert happening in that movie, it builds this whole concert and there's risk in doing that concert because the powers that be don't want it to happen. So they don't want people to feel free and happy. But, and there's real consequences of showing up and doing the concert. Yeah. And in the, in the form of death, but in being, enabling the concert to happen, there's great freedom and joy that is suddenly lifted up out of the people. Yes. And yeah. Like they realize their own potential almost. Yeah. 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 Yeah, to be a community, to be happy, to yep. enjoy life. And whether or not it was the intention of, you know, Don Glover and Rihanna and the producers of the movie, like, I, yeah, I couldn't help but see the Easter story in that in the yeah. sense of, um, and, and thinking about it in the sermon today of Jesus shows up and there is so much risk in that and yet it unearths so much joy in, in the people that Jesus is showing up for. Yeah. And, and that, that it's not a temporary joy. It launches something. Yeah, no, it, it frees the people for sure. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. We tied in the movie. Yes. Yes. We were trying that for that. So maybe a good question to end on would be how, how is Holy Week, how, how is Jesus showing up on Palm Sunday? How does it point to ways that God is unearthing joy in, in our midst, in our experience today, which is also imperfect and there's plenty of suffering and problems, but you know, what do, how is Jesus showing up? I, I really liked what you said before, like we, before we started about, yeah. ha- about um, the documentary about our planet. Yeah, yeah. Be- I, I, yeah. yeah, because I, I think when you think, I mean, the, the fact that when you said, okay, they were doing some stuff about climate change, and I'm like, oh, what a downer, <laughs> you know? But like you were saying that, no, it's not like that. So 
Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. (laughs) I would love to. (laughs) Been talking everyone's ear off about it. Um, So as you can tell, we got into a lot of pop culture stuff with this uh, today's sermon. There is a new uh, nature documentary that just dropped on Netflix called Our Planet. And it is very similar to like planet earth and other things in terms of the just the visual beauty and awe that it captures and the the rare shots of different wildlife but what makes it unique is that it doesn't dance around climate change and it shows the it really states as the purpose of the show is to to evoke wonder at these habitats but show how they're all connected as part of the systemic aspects of the earth and to show how one thing changing affects another habitat or animal population. And then to talk about how these habitats have changed in the last 50, hundred years due to human activity, whether it's climate change or overfishing or, or different impacts that the, that humanity has had. So like, um, in our planet, like you don't really see humans, but it's like we're this silent character and you can see how we're in very much in relationship with these habitats and animals, even if we aren't, don't see them in our day-to-day lives. And there, there are moments where they don't pull back from, from showing some really sad pictures of animals that are um, dying or being affected right now by habitats changing because of the warming of the earth and, and other human impact. Um, but, oh, but it also carries this tone of hope that there are very real actions that, that people can take to help habitats recover and to show love for God's creation. And it's, and it, so I, I, overall it's, a, it's, a, it highlights the problem while being extremely hopeful and empowering about our ability to create solutions and that, and you know, again, as a Christian, I can't help but feel that sense of responsibility of being called to care for the earth. But also it made me feel very much like an interconnectedness with all of God's creation. And it made me feel this. I've thought about it today as Pastor Danielle was talking about all creation. I wrote this quote down. All creation is seen, known, and loved and holds the fingerprints of God. And, and that includes us and it includes... How come the, I don't remember that? <laughs> like, that's know, great. That's a it great... Was, I think it's because Pastor Danielle says so many good things. I know, and you're con- pondering together. the other one and yeah, then you're yeah, like, new then one you miss the... Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I try and get some of the gems down. Yeah, all creation is seen, known, and loved and holds the fingerprints of God. And, and then previously talking about with the stone shouting out how all of creation points to God and, and has this kind of you can see in creation this joy and this praise of God, the creator and a a loving God. And I I really see it in, in the documentary, but also feel connected to it. feel connected to the rest of creation in, in a way I haven't in a long time, you know, be living in a city. So did it make you feel joy also? Yeah, absolutely. It did. It, because it made me feel, it made me feel a, a, just a gratitude for biodiversity and and the beautiful and all the beautiful intricacy of the earth. It made me feel great, grateful to be part of it and to feel connected to it, but it also made me feel, um, 
really hopeful and empowered to to do what I can to care for that creation. All right, you're ready for Earth Day next week, I I'm, see. <laughs> is it next week? <laughs> yeah, it's next uh, Monday. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, and I, you know, I'd like, I still know that, you know, there's, there's no doubt that the, a lot of the, the hope and the changes that the film is talking about is like things that have to happen on a, you know, geopolitical level, you know? Like, yeah, but then, then, but how do those things happen? But by, you know, just look at Suzanne, Sudan this week. You know, the people toppled the president and then like the military junta tried to take over and they got them out too. So like, I mean, you know, the, the you can. people can do things. You can, yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, if, if, and you know, at the end of the day, in, in America even there's, there's politicians are generally trying, to a degree, trying to please their constituents. So like, there's power, to, there really is power to speaking up. I feel like, you know, you can get disheartened and feel yeah. like yeah. it's not doing anything, but if, if enough people do and, and also if you're able to, to, to lead and set an example for people around you, there's a multiplication factor there. Yeah. And I feel like, like the climate change aspect of things is like, I mean, we're not there yet, but I feel like there's a, there's a wave building for that. I feel it. I feel it too. It takes time. Yeah, you know, exactly. For people to like come around, particularly corporations and and governments. But like, there definitely is a sense where you feel like people get a sense of like, we can't stop this wave. Hey, we're gonna like th- we're either gonna ride it or hope, hope you save your plastic bags, considering you're not gonna be able to have them so much longer. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah there's a great right? example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just saying, yeah, and I think that's. Um, you know, I, a lot of, a lot of companies and organizations, they just act, you know, in their own interests of like, what's going to leave us on the best side of this. So it, a lot of them, I feel like, again, the people really do lead the way because people or these big entities will see that like, this is the way society is heading on the whole and, and we want to be on the right side of it. Um, so that, that just points back to people and that there's power to stating what you want to see these leaders doing, I guess. Yeah. So, and, and all, yeah. So, you know, I feel encouraged just to set an example. And for me, all of this comes again from a place of, of faith and in a place of wanting to, wanting to follow Jesus. Yeah, you for know? sure. Like for a, sure. the, the, the Palm Sunday bit, I'm, in, I'm encouraged by Jesus showing up for humanity and showing up for me and then I also think of, of being a Christian and being a follower of Jesus. Like who, where, where can I be showing up? Where, where should I be showing up? I was looking so. for like some other thing that made you like what you said. And I thought there was like in the reading here, but I missed it. I couldn't find it. Well, I, it's all good. So it can be hard to on the, on the fly, like find the exact thing you want. We need someone on the pod. You know how some podcasts have like, uh, they'll have like a person on the computer uh-huh. off, off mic, like pulling facts and stuff for them. <laughs> oh, so we need that. We need, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like we mention it and they like immediately Google it and like have the fact ready. Oh, that's cool. oh, That'd be great. Um, maybe one of these days. They did that. That sounds so cool. Right. Right. <laughs> I figured things out. Um, 
There is, so there is one way we typically end the podcast here at Advent is we end with the question, what will you do differently? Oh. Like seeing the sermon as a call to action. What's, what's a, a small doable way to, to respond? So what will you do differently? I, I guess I'm, you know, the whole climate thing, I guess I should be better about that. And I was thinking, okay, well then, you know, plastic bags. Okay, I'll try to lighten my load of plastic bags than I have, than mm-hmm. I have previously. Mm, yeah, yeah. Solid thing. Yeah. Solid. I, I still, you know, last, last Lent I did the a carbon fast with Adam. Oh, that's and, right. And, um, it sticks with me to this day, you know, it's, and, and uh, it's like, while those, those personal actions have impact, Yeah. you know, I really believe that because they not only, redu- you know, reduce and enough people do it. There's a, a yeah, there's a significant reduction, but also like it's like a supply and demand thing. And then there, it's also leading an example. Yeah. So reducing, getting rid of those, well, using less plastic bags. But yeah, but not only that, like, because they said, all right, if you, if you have a plastic bag, you have to reuse it a certain number of times, which now I forget, I have to go look it up. But if you reuse it a certain number of times, then that like um, makes it, better i mean still not great you just still want to be having plastic bags but like whatever plastic bags i have i want to make sure i'm using them the the number of times you're supposed to be out of them yeah yeah so it's it's not a disposable single-use product exactly and then in the process you're using less subsequent bags yes yeah 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 i mean i already walk around with the cloth shopping bag but sometimes like i'm not as fast to pull it out at the supermarket before they start shoving things mm-hmm. into plastic bags but you it's know. hard yeah <laughs> they're really fast i know i know yeah and then plus also it's if it's the guy where like you know he's trying to get tips and stuff like that you feel kind of like you know weird about shoving your bag at him right i don't yeah, know yeah absolutely <laughs> again coming back to the carbon fast i remember making a, a like one of my favorite videos i made was it was like like i put like like horror movie music behind it. And it was about like, not like suspense, you yeah, know, and it was yeah, about yeah, like yeah. not being able to avoid plastic. Like oh, that yeah. was the whole no, premise It's of the really video. hard. Yeah. So like, it'd be these things of like, it was the week of avoiding plastic and like someone would like just shove <gasps> a plastic bag no. at you or you'd like think you got good packaging and you'd open up, there'd be plastic inside. You're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> and I had like the, like, you know, corny horror movie hits every time the plastic <laughs> would pop up. But, uh, um, yeah. Cool. Um, I, I think f- for me, this, what I'm, what I'm inspired to do from this, this Palm Sunday is, and all the other, like f- the films that I've been watching that we've brought up in this is it's, it's, it's just shown taught me the, the power of joy. Oh yeah, for sure. And of being a joyful person like uh, that it's like something you can do for yourself, but also do for the people around you and that it's contagious. Yeah. It's cause it's contagious. And like the, yes, there's so many horrible problems in the world and, and you don't want to also definitely don't want to be naive or jaded, but there's a sense of like being like, yes, the, I see all these problems, but I still having a sense of still showing up 
and having a sense of resolute um, hope and joy and, and setting an example of a, good, a way of responding to that. For, Can I for take that as you? what I want to do too? <laughs> you want to do it together? <laughs> we could do it together. Let's okay. be joyful. Yeah, deal. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. And we can re, you know, re, keep using our plastic bags as much as possible at the same time. Because it's a way of leading an example, I feel, too. Well, that's true. Because the people, you know, will see that. And it's, yeah, it all ties in. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back. <laughs> can't talk. Back. We'll be, uh, we'll be back on Good Friday and Easter this week because it's Holy Week. So lots of podcasts coming up. And until then, thanks for listening. You can find us online at www.adventnyc.org. And join us for worship and holy week uh the holy week worship times are adventnyc.org slash holy week and also beyond that join us for worship any sunday at 9 a.m and 11 a.m in english and 12 30 p.m in spanish at 93rd and broadway